0: Christmas time is here, and the Zone team is celebrating with you. This is the 104.5 The Zone Christmas Special with your host, Jason Martin.
1: Merry Christmas, folks. Happy holidays. This is indeed the 104.5 The Zone Christmas Special. I'm indeed Jason Martin, host of the Big Six here on the station and the editor-in-chief of the Big Six blog. I'll be your guide for the next few hours as we talk, as we reminisce, and most of all, as we have a lot of fun, because... When I was asked to take the reins of this thing, I knew we have some reindeer in this building, but they needed the right inspiration to make sure all that these gifts ended up where they needed to be. So naturally, I decided the best thing I could do is to put each show, each host in a spur of the moment, spontaneous situation to try and embarrass them in the best possible way though. So for the next few hours while you're in and out of your car, maybe you're doing some last minute shopping. Maybe you're wrapping some gifts, maybe you're eating some food, maybe you're watching some bowl games, maybe you're eating some more food, maybe you're even unwrapping gifts. Whatever it is that you're doing, we're going to entertain you. And if you've heard Christmas specials on the radio before, you know they always follow the same familiar pattern. Well, that's not the case here. If I was doing it, we had to do something new. And collaborating alongside my friend and program director Brad Willis with tidbits of input from several others we came up with something that was well worth the effort put into it. Folks, it's been an amazing year in the world of sports, both nationally, internationally, as well as right here in Tennessee. We've seen an up-and-down NFL season for the Tennessee Titans. We've seen new coaches for both that franchise as well as the Tennessee Volunteers football program. We've seen success, but a playoff run that ended with a whimper against Winnipeg for the Predators. The sounds changed their affiliation this year. The announcement of the MLS here in the Music City. More and more expansion happening everywhere around us. And right now, we might be witnessing maybe the greatest team in UT Hoops history where you're hearing all those games right here on 104.5 The Zone. The Philly Special helped take down the New England Patriots. Villanova's three-ball dominated everybody in college basketball. And there was this freshman wonderkin by the name of Tua that changed everything in the national championship game, but before the end of the year, in one of the great stories you'll ever see, the guy he replaced in that game, the now graduated, degree-wielding Jalen Hurts, had to step back into the huddle to make a comeback against that very same team, the Georgia Bulldogs. The Rockets took the Warriors to seven and then historically could not hit a three. That's as far as it went. Golden State won again. The World Cup happened. The U.S. wasn't involved. Hopefully that's the last time we ever have to mention that part of it. We're at least going to get it here in the States as well as in Mexico coming up down the line. Baker Mayfield, he goes number one in the NFL draft, leaving some people questioning at the time, but not really any longer because it appears John Dorsey and the Browns knew exactly what they were doing. As least as it went to the number one pick, maybe not the head football coach. The Red Sox, historically good. But still managed to be undervalued going into the World Series, and they won another crown. Urban Meyer, well, he went through the ringer, and he's retiring after the bowl game. We found out who Zach Smith was, and that was unfortunate. Ruben Foster, a tough year, and then was forgotten about four days later once TMZ put out the Kareem Hunt video. On the flip side from the bad, Tiger Woods returned to something approaching top form, or at least top form for where he is these days. He won a tournament with a happy Gilmore-style gallery following him around the course. And then he and Phil Mickelson, whose highlight this year was a clothing ad, went on pay-per-view to play head-to-head the day after Thanksgiving. It underwhelmed. Gambling legalization, questions over chance versus skill, regulation, all found their way back into the discussion. Is it Drew Brees or is it Pat Mahomes for MVP? Or... When you consider no Melvin Gordon for a decent stretch, no Joey Bosa for the first half of the season, should Phillip Rivers be getting more love right now? The league ratings are surging. The off-field stuff over the past few years is giving way to the play on the field, though Kaepernick still doesn't have a gig, and Eric reed has been drug-tested seven times in 11 weeks. Saints, Rams, Chiefs, Patriots. A month ago, the consensus best four teams in the league. They're all starting to succumb to defenses. Maybe somebody's figured them out. And how about this for these four teams? New Orleans loses Des Bryant before he ever plays a down. The Rams lose their slot target in Cooper Cup. The Chiefs lose Kareem Hunt forever. And just a few days ago, the New England Patriots lost Josh Gordon, who was tremendous for them, but whose demons doomed him. All in all, it was just another year in sports. It doesn't ever stop, but it remains the greatest reality show in the world. It's why we're blessed to sit behind microphones and talk about it, write about it for a living. So we're going to be going through the year in more detail as we all look to 2019 over the past or over the next several days. But coming up next, let's do this Christmas special. Up first in my guillotine, the wake-up zone will sit down with me next. These guys, Mark, Blaine, Kevin, they have got absolutely no idea What is coming? Nothing. They have no clue. How are they going to do? You're going to find out. We're going to have an awful lot of fun. Everybody that you know and love here on 104.5 The Zone, you will hear from them over the next couple of hours. Thanks for joining us for this. We hope you dig this. We are going to podcast this thing as well because we know you're in and out of cars and doing all sorts of things. We're going to make this available to you because we think there's some stuff that you're going to want to be able to relive if you're not able to hear all of it today. But we thank you for your, your time and your eardrums. That's all we can ask for your attention. You guys are the absolute best. The Zone Christmas special rolls along, continuing next. The Wake Up Zone joins me. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays from all of us here at 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours from 104.5 The Zone. This is The Zone Christmas Special. I'm Jason Martin, your host. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone, host of the Big Six, editor-in-chief of the Big Six blog. Joined right now by, well, the guys who are in here early every morning. And I I feel your pain, gentlemen, Mark Howard, Kevin Ingram, Blaine Bishop, the Wake Up Zone. Merry Christmas to you guys. Yes,
2: same, same to Merry you, Christmas. Jmart. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh ho, ho, ho. Yes. He's a fellow Hilltopper.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Oh, no. All right, so when they, when they approached me and said, all right, we want you to do this Christmas special, I said, well, I never turn anything down, but if I'm doing it, I want to do it original. I want to do something different. I don't, don't just want to sit here and do the exact same tired, what was your favorite Christmas gift as a child? Story. Oh, instead you just brought us gifts. Uh, yeah, oh, right. Oh, I've, got a gift in, I've got a gift in oh, front okay. of you. We'll okay. see whether or not you okay. think it's okay. a gift or a lump okay. of coal in your stocking. <laughs> I'm asking you guys to do something different. This year, and all the shows have a different thing in front of them when they'll be sitting with me. So they're all going through the same baptism by fire. Mm. But what is Christmas without Christmas movies? Mm. Not a lot. There are so many. Cla- what are some of your favorite Christmas movies?
3: Oh, that, you know, it's A Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah, you know, that's one of the movies you show your kids. Elf, you know, is always good. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a Wonderful Life is my favorite. We watch it every year on uh, on Christmas. You know they always show it on NBC, so we sit and watch it. And one of the things that's gotten fun about mm-hmm. it too is people live tweet It's a Wonderful Life, and, and I think it's um, I think it's Seth Davis who live tweets It's a Wonderful Life, and then uh, at the end he he's you know like Sharpie like, <laughs> like he always does for, for college basketball games in the tournament. But uh, that that's one of my favorites. I have a stunning admission to make: I have never seen Elf.
0: Really,
4: so this, this uh, that needs
2: to change,
4: Kev. Oh, the Grinch and Elf, and all. Oh, now I love those the Grinch. In. My oh, son yeah, loves the Grinch. Get in with
2: all those, we, we've seen the Grinch. In fact, we went and saw the new Grinch also oh, here just yeah. a couple you weeks think? ago. I, I actually liked it. You know, it was pretty true to the original story. It's kind of the the Pixar version of the uh, Doctor Seuss classics. Okay, mm-hmm. so.
1: You just made my life a lot easier. What you have in front of you is a script from a scene from a classic Christmas movie where you're going to play the characters and do the scene. And if you flip it over right now, Uh you guys, I gave you the Grinch. Grinch. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And you'll see, Kevin, (laughs) you're playing the narrator. Blaine, because your voice, I don't know what else to do. You are playing the Grinch. <laughs> oh, I thought I was just playing Blaine. <laughs> and in the greatest turn of all, Mark is playing Cindy Lou Who,
4: which you can't do better than that. Oh man. So can yeah. we get some, some, some Grinch, uh, sound, sound oh, bite? We're going to. We're gonna dust it up
1: here, oh, Blaine. Okay. But
2: you guys are gonna have to work like we're at a table read right now. Is the best way to kind of well, see. Mark is a perfect Cindy Lou Who because remember she got up in the middle of the night wanting something you know to eat or drink. So that, that, <laughs> I
3: get up a lot in the middle of the night.
2: <laughs> and then oh, there's my. a there's a bonus page for
1: Mark I've, because Cindy Lou doesn't have as many lines. I've got something else that I'm going to try to convince him to do. I don't know whether or not that's going to happen, but. I'm feeling a little bit optimistic. So you guys know the film. You've seen it. Oh, my. It's a classic. You do realize everybody gets a different film. Yours is the most difficult because you've got Kevin and Blaine kind of on top of each other a lot. Where you are like, blah, 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 says the Grinch. So you've got to... You got to do this thing, Blaine. Oh, I
4: don't know about this, man. Two, three, I don't 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 know if I can
1: even get the the Grinch tone. Two, three, I know you can cover guys down the field, but can you cover the narrator and make sure that you're – catching these passes down here
4: oh no man this is this might be the toughest thing i've ever done in my life <laughs>
1: well the inside baseball <laughs> I mean one
2: mr blaine
1: oh man well the the inside thing here is the worse you are the better this is for the audience oh. Oh, well man. we got that covered
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so mark give me your version of how the grinch sounds
3: i'm thinking
2: <laughs> hey
4: look you concentrate on
2: cindy lou over there oh, well that's what i was. saying i'm a method actor blaine i, I only worry about my role <laughs> i've often said mark is definitely a method actor. So i'm summoning my inner child oh, man oh my i don't know if let's i can do this thing done,
1: all right so whenever you guys are ready let's try not to embarrass the radio station in the process and just knock this thing out of the park
2: then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee supposed to read your line there.
4: Oh, good start, Blaine. Oh, I started off perfectly. I didn't know that. You know what? I need to mark where I'm supposed to read. I got this re- says Grinch, then it puts Blaine. Where all the other that's times that's just the just first time. Then it just
1: says Blaine. It's just so Dude. you know who you are. Oh
4: my, oh my. You know I'm I'm easily confused. You haven't read many scripts in your life, have you, Blaine? No, <laughs> no, not, not it's really. not a playbook. I, I go off. I go off script. Well, I, I've <laughs> already ran past right. Blaine to the end zone. <laughs> I know. Let's, let's start again. I didn't all right. know I was number two right. here in this. We, we, in this we had set. a
2: false start. Yeah, let's start again. I was okay. a false
4: start. Five yard penalty. All right.
2: Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now? Grin the glinch. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that
2: was not <a> Glench. <laughs> How much time do we have here? Yeah. Woo, man. All right, so all right we take three. I
0: uh-huh. need
2: a bonus second for this. Yeah. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now? Grin the grinch.
5: I will stuff up the tree.
2: And the grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove when he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast and he saw a small who little cindy Hoo, who it was not more than two the grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter who got out of bed for a cup of cold water she stared at the grinch and said
3: santa claus why why are you taking our christmas tree
2: why and you know that old grinch was so smart and so slick he thought up a lie and he thought it up
4: quick why my sweet little tot the fake santa claus lied there's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I fix it up there, then I will bring
2: it back here. And as Fib fooled the child, then he patted her head and he got her a drink and he sent her to bed. And when Cindy Lou Who went to bed with their cup, he went to the chimney and stuffed the tree up. Alright, guys. I'm pretty impressed, actually. I'm very <laughs> pleased
6: with how oh, that went really?
5: down. Oh man. <laughs>
1: You, you did actually, you did a much Listen to the rest of them before you oh, decry okay, your own performance. The, it's okay. yeah, it's just really, All right, the bonus page. Building like Derek Henry, building confidence. Yes. Mark <laughs> was so impressive being a small female child, uh, but he only had the one line. So, what I put on the second page is a couple of verses of the song.
4: Uh, oh, you have to sing it.
1: And I'm trying to see if I can make Mark Howard sing. <laughs>
3: You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seaside crocodile,
2: Mr. Grinch.
3: Given a choice between the two of you, I'd take the seaside crocodile.
1: Yeah, yeah. Blank, blank
3: caught it. Seasick
1: crocodile. Seasick crocodile. You, you got crocodile. to the end. He
3: was like, oh, I made it. Not quite, my friend. C-Sick crocodile seaside. Could oh, <laughs> be either one. Gentlemen, you might be the highlight of this thing.
1: We
4: were the best group, and you would have predicted we would be the worst.
1: I was terrified to do this with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we stole the show. Alright, so. Christmas and sports. When I say those two things together, you can take it wherever you want, but I want to start just to ask you, Blaine, because you're a guy that played in the league for so long in games that mattered during this month, and then, of course, you're also a parent, and you're also a husband, and the holidays are all about family, so how was it that you were able to balance being an NFL player playing in really meaningful games this time of year and still you know have time with the family.
4: Oh man, that was really tough. I mean, uh you, you give a lot of responsibilities naturally to to your significant other, your wife, uh handling uh you know uh occupying and entertaining family up and everything else and then you coming in kind of being kind of just uh in and out sometimes trying to figure out how I could get rest and sleeping Keep to my routine, let alone everything was off kilter with the scheduling for, you know, really for the week when you got to play. How were the coaches Christmas. during that time? How did they give you time to spend? Uh, well, we just kind of sped up everything. We did things earlier in the week and then naturally was playing on Christmas Day. I think our Christmas Day was on a Thursday, maybe, or Friday. I can't remember the exact time, at least the last one here uh, with the Titans. And uh, so they kind of sped everything up and they gave us actually a time off on that day. Mm. Uh so uh, as I can recall so they gave us more time to be at home that's why they crammed a lot of things in we had to stay there later but the benefit at the end was to get to spend some time with your family before uh, you know, uh, with your family during the daytime, and then uh, get it on the back end with getting you know the rest of the weekend off to spend with your family. So it it was always a tough juggling act. It it, it was tough to spend time with your family the way you want to during that day, but the next day and following after that for the weekend was always easy because then you had those days off so you could spend as much time as you wanted.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and you guys all have kids now, and and but again, you can take this wherever you want. It maybe it was something that you got, maybe it was something that you gave. Maybe it's watching the NBA. I'm not sure where it is, but when you think of sports in this time of year, what are some of the memories? What are the things that that, that conjures up in your brain?
3: For me, it's football in the backyard because uh, it was usually snowy and it was usually slushy. And, you know, we got wet and cold, but it was fun. We played tackle football in the backyard, about about six of us. Uh, but it, it was always fun. And then we played goal line. Yeah, Any injuries out there with the six of you? Yeah, you know, it's funny. My my cousin, uh, Amy, broke her arm one year. Oh, and wow. And I made her keep playing. And <laughs> she do, kept you playing. Thought, you thought she wasn't And the injured. next day, my mother calls me and she goes, just so you want to know, Amy has a broken arm. And I went, oh, wow. That's where you need like... That's an, some toughness. I, you need
2: an observer watching the game. Here yeah, Really? Come.
1: Kev, what about you? I know that you know you and I and you know and Mark, we all call games at varying times. This is the time of year for holiday high school basketball tournaments and all sorts of mm. things like that.
2: Yeah, I've done some of that. I've generally not worked a whole lot around Christmas. Uh, I've covered a couple of Titans games on Christmas or, or worked there. But as far as calling basketball, Belmont usually gets uh Christmas off. Like they usually have games around Thanksgiving, but he usually gives them a you know a week and a half or so, or you know a week or something like that to you know, to at least go home and be with their family. So in the years I've done Belmont's games, we generally haven't played around Christmas time. Um, you know, as far as sports-related stuff in my family, um, I, I can remember my dad and I getting out, and sometimes when it was a little bit warmer on Christmas, my parents' uh, last 25 years or so lived on the edge of a big cornfield, and uh, we'd get out there and hit golf balls. if We got a new club or something like that. We, it was like our own little driving range out there. At some point you had to go pick up the golf balls, but mm. it wasn't then um also back as a kid i remember getting the uh the little handheld uh electronic games those are always some of my favorites uh the the handheld football and, and baseball i had and uh th- those are games I, I love playing but um yeah I do a lot of you know christmas or sports related gifts for christmas over the years some some cool stuff yeah,
4: yeah. guys
2: would you have anything
1: well, you know, more- I was going
4: to add, as a young kid, though, being in Indiana, naturally they shovel up all the snow and they have all these mountains all throughout the neighborhood. So during that time, we would go out, because you get bored of watching football for a long period of time, you go outside and try to play a little football or whatever. We would dig all these tunnels through all the big mountains of shoveled up nice. uh, and then kind of, you know. Run through them and make you know the holes at all the other places. Kind of like when you're on, you see at the playgrounds, like you know that's built now. That's kind of what we would do uh, with the, all the big, uh, you know, shoveled up snow, cause it was mountains of snow. So that was kind of cool digging a little. Is
1: it crazy. true? That, is it true that most of the snowmen in Indiana look like Bob Knight?
4: <laughs> hey man back he was a legend man he, he's still a legend there man you can't say anything bad you, about
1: you it. guys are all legends happy holidays to you merry christmas enjoy the time with your families uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know all of you over the last several years and uh, when i got the opportunity to come back the main reason i came back was for the people i've been able to work with all of you on yeah. the show and in, in filling capacities and things like that and uh, i consider it a blessing and a christmas gift to me that i've been able to spend time with all of you guys
2: so, back ho, ho, ho. at
1: you, Jace. Thank you.
2: And happy Hanukkah to Mark, too. Thank Indeed. You. Oh, yeah, right. right Absolutely. Mark. We'll be right
1: back. Zone Christmas special rolls along here on 1045 The Zone. Welcome back in. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. 1045 The Zone Christmas special rolling along here. I'm Jason Martin, host of the Big Six here on the station. Also, the editor in chief of the Big Six blog, 1045 slash Big Six Blog. Well, of all the people that I have met in this building, I've known these guys the longest. And I've uh, I've, you know, been kind of up and down with them, started as an intern with them, and now end up in the same room trying to get them to play ball today here as part of the Christmas special. When they said, hey, we want you to handle the Christmas show, I said, all right, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it differently. If we're going to do the same old, same old, we might as well not even bother. So we're doing something different. And you have a sheet of paper in front of you. But before you flip it
7: over, when
1: I say Christmas movies, what comes to your head? What is it that
7: stands out to you? Uh, Definitely not Die Hard because it's not a Christmas movie. Agreed. Oh, no. Christmas Vacation. Okay. The Griswolds. Yeah. Hutton, I know Home
6: Alone
1: stands out to you and me, too. It's Home Alone
7: and Home Alone 2. Home Alone stands out to me, too, but I did not want to say that because I knew that's where (laughs) Hutton was going.
6: It's a wonderful life, but I don't need to see it annually.
7: So you don't watch it every year?
6: No, it's pretty long.
7: Yeah, it's like two
8: hours but and 20 But the message is very good. It's kind of like, remember the Titans? Paul's seen it, but he doesn't remember the dance from the movie.
6: I'm sorry. I, 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 they're years late on the dance.
7: <laughs> Paul, well, Paul prefers The Grinch, as you can yes. tell. That's his favorite film.
1: Well, in the previous segment, we talked about The Grinch because what you have in front of you is a script because why I mentioned Christmas movies to you is I we're going to do a little table read here. We are going to do.
8: A we know how great we are at one Place.
1: <laughs> from a Christmas movie. Every show has a different one. The Wake Up Zone drew the Grinch. Blaine was the Grinch. I can go ahead and tell you that. And you guys can flip over your sheet now. And you drew Rudolph. Let's see how the
6: casting is.
1: You drew Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the classic. <laughs> as the soon classic. as
6: you see that Chad's awesome. the narrator, you know that it's well cast.
1: Yes. Chad is the narrator. He will bookend this as the stalwart. <laughs>
7: Jamin, are you trying to duplicate the show's worst moment in history with the one-act play by doing this? We Uh, used to do them regularly, and then we
6: failed, and then it was over.
7: Let's just suggest the worse you are, the better it is for me. And the
1: better it is for the audience. We're great at making these terrible, trust us. It's one of our best things. All right, so Jonathan Hutton is playing the foreman.
8: Yes. Uh, Am I the only one of the three that has seen this? Chad, have you
7: seen Rudolph? Oh, I I see it uh, daily Who hasn't seen Rudolph? I see Rudolph all the time. I haven't seen it No one talks about it. Well, I watch it now with a three-year-old. Th- does home.
6: my character have a voice?
7: That I, <laughs> like, I, so you haven't seen it? Yeah, you, I've
8: you're seen very, it very again. Again, with it. the
6: difference between seeing something and memorizing it. These guys just don't get. J. Mart, would you back me up on this? Like, you, is it not possible to have seen something but not memorized it? Yeah, these I mean, guys are sure. like, if you've seen it, you know it inside. But and you know out. who Chad thinks, is, right? Uh, no.
8: Oh my! See, that, that's my point.
6: Say so. I'm playing it blind, kind uh, of, which will make it better, I think.
8: I can tell you after you do it terribly how terrible you were <laughs>
1: okay. based on what it was supposed to sound like. We're really I picture Hermie being
6: like but I don't know. So we're, there's we're, also uh, just,
1: when you get to the end there's actually a stage direction for you as well but considering your obvious familiarity with the project me asking you to sing the way that the character sings that seems like exactly what you would do considering you know the thing
7: by heart. Paul, well, remember, acting is just playing pretend, and it's very See, easy, as you always say. For so me, should be a breeze. For me, depth.
6: seeing a movie is is seeing a movie once. For Chad, seeing a movie means watching it a dozen times uh, and uh, basically tattooing it on his just, arm. Just, just I keep I in mind. I Big
8: Short for like the night. Just keep time. in mind. Nice. This conversation started by Paul saying,
6: "Who hasn't seen Rudolph? I've seen <laughs> it, but I've not memorized it.
8: Clearly not.
6: There's a difference."
8: All right. all right. So this isn't gonna be uh, seen it since I was a kid uh, and I know this. We're not
6: gonna beat Wake Up Zone, which is very disappointing to me.
7: <laughs> well we don't know that yet. But Boy, you guys, you've really set yourself up for failure already. Yeah. I'm all really if, excited about Paul's contribution. If to this only play. Paul would have no showed this Losing week. Losing so the blame. <laughs> all
1: right, guys, let's see Rudolph. Let's hear if Rudolph can bang some hats.
7: <laughs> let will see it.
9: <clears throat>
7: Everyone. <clears throat> there you go. Now, aside from the abominable business goes on as usual and soon it is right before christmas and everybody is getting ready for that big big sleigh ride on the night of the 24th christmas eve see all the toys santa brings are made by these elves seems elves have that certain knack for toy making all except for this one misfit Herbie. aren't you finished painting that yet
8: there's a pile up a mile wide behind you what's eating you boy
6: not happy in my work, I guess. What? I just don't like to make toys.
8: Oh, well, if, if that's all. What? You don't like to make toys?
6: No.
1: Hermie doesn't like to make toys. Hermie doesn't
8: like you. to make toys. Mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir,
6: someday I'd like to be a dentist.
8: A dentist?
6: Well, we need one up here. I've been studying. It's fascinating. You've no idea molars and bicuspids and incisors
8: now listen you (laughs) you're an elf and elves make toys now get to work 10 minutes for break hey not for you finish the job or you're fired
6: Why am I such a misfit? I am not just a nitwit. You can't fire me. I quit. Seems I don't fit in.
7: Such is the life of an elf. Meanwhile, Rudolph is having his growing pains too. I killed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Paul declares immediate victory over anything, the scene. Anything close? It's not
1: that bad. That's actually how he's supposed to sound. As I a thought so. He's an elf and a kid. The elf. song... Elf gave oh. it away. Yeah, Once you...
8: I got the cue of the elf... You've clearly seen this movie.
6: I knew where to go. Yeah, you
7: are hugely familiar with Once Paul, with Paul got his <laughs> inspiration in the scene of Elf, he was good to go.
6: Once you set me up with Elf, I just took it and I ran and I think I dominated.
1: It wasn't bad. I was waiting for I was, I think I was crash and burn. I'm not going to go there. Like, maybe you, you were Derrick Henry early in the season. No, no, no. And no, no, then no. you kind of pressed into the
8: 238 game. No, I was Now to see yeah. how you follow up. You were Derrick Henry. The oh, there's more? Jen. No, there's no more scenes. We Paul
7: were was Derek Henry, and we were Paul. We felt sorry for him. I'm there, ready.
6: Yeah. I'm ready for the next scene. I'm ready for the next show.
7: Paul had just got done talking about how his performance was trash, right. and we felt bad for him. There was empathy. Yeah, there. let's keep going, and we carried him. we could just do the whole. Please,
6: hour. sir, may I have another?
7: What's another
1: movie? Perhaps you Perhaps I
6: wear a deer stalker hat.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So we were on high <laughs> note. Now we're dropping off. So I say sports, and I say Christmas time. You know, you've got a few here with kids. Obviously, all of us have grown up. This is a time of year if you're covering the NFL where the games really matter. I've talked to, you know, I talked to Blaine and said, how is it for you being someone that cared so much? How did you balance the time and still have time to spend with family while you were playing the game? No one in this room had that exact situation, but you can take this wherever you want it. When I say Christmas and sports, this time of year and what it is that we talk about and are blessed
7: enough to do for a living, what comes to your mind? For me, it's the uh, Aloha Bowl. Back in the day, growing up, we had a family bowl sheet. We would all get together on Christmas Eve, and my Uncle Garland, who was a, a longtime high school football coach in the area, coached at DCA, coached at a lot of different places, he put together these bowl sheets. The first bowl game that we would all be studying to see if you won or not was the Aloha Bowl on Christmas night. I don't even know if that game is still played on Christmas night. I'm not following the, uh, was it, was it the Sheraton Aloha Bowl. Now I'm not exactly sure of the corporate sponsor. But that was always, you know, you, you had Christmas morning as a kid, went to my grandmother's for Christmas, and then people would sit around and watch the Aloha Bowl because we were all so into our bowl sheets that time of year.
8: Uh, for me, watching, the was always a triple header of NBA basketball. It was on in the background of every Christmas party I went to throughout the different families. And at the time, it was Jordan and Pippen. They were always playing probably the, the midday game uh, penny hardaway was playing and every every kid had those shoes it was the pennies it was the jordans uh shack everybody involved and you wanted one of those jerseys on christmas day that was just what everybody growing up wanted and those superstars are on tv i just oh,
6: yeah. i just saw a quote uh, in something i read this morning from uh one william belichick who said christmas comes at an inconvenient time yeah I, I hate this. Uh, no, Bill. It comes at at just the right time. Actually, same time every year. Right, right on the twenty fifth of December, and I am uh, perfectly willing and happy to set aside all, all things sports. If if something happens, uh, that's great, you know. And if Simon and I want to go outside and throw a football around or shoot some baskets, uh, and it's a nice enough day for that, that, that's great. And if nothing sporting happens, and if nothing sporting happens on television that we're compelled to turn on that's great, too. It doesn't come in an inconvenient time at all.
1: Chad, did you play any holiday hoops tournaments? Oh, this yes. This was the time of year where, I mean, all of us, you know, Hutton especially and you and me, we've all called our share of high school games. This is the, the time of year where you're sitting in a high school gym with 50 people around you playing three games in a day.
7: Yeah, it was always fun to have that uh, 2 p.m. game, like uh, two days before New Year's. I remember playing a game against Izell Harding and Julian Terrell one time who went on to play at Vanderbilt. Did he dunk on you? Uh, he did not. <laughs> Luckily, he was only a sophomore. I think we won by like 15 or 20. We were a much bigger school. Uh, but he had a pretty big day. I-, I believe he did dunk on my teammate though <laughs> at one point, and we uh, we gave him all sorts of crap about that. Yeah, and it's-, it's funny also. I'm looking at Hutton right now. We would always play at least one or two years in the Warren County Thanksgiving tournament. The Dr. Pepper Classic. Yes, the Dr. Yeah. Pepper Classic. We were in that one year, but we always played at Smyrna. Smyrna had a holiday tournament, so uh, we would always be playing in that. Was, always always fun, though. It's always fun for uh, high school basketball teams out there. It's such an odd time to play, yes. and the games feel so weird because you're basically playing in front of your parents and cheerleaders that time of day during the, the holiday no, season, but it's always fun. I would
6: p- put on my varsity jacket really? for my two other sports, pick up my girlfriend, and we would come and, nice. uh, and watch the games. That's part of why I'm a Rutgers Prep Hall of Famer.
7: Did Rutgers Prep host a holiday tournament, support. or yeah, did, we did
6: No, we were we played at home.
8: Well, that was the, that was the key was getting out of, out of the house as a kid. Right. That's yeah, a long a, you, week. You had a, yes, you had a reason to get out of the house and go see a game and you get to go hang out with the girls. And while your you parents did it. were cool with it. Yeah. That. You're right. Like it sounded it, good. Right. And the parents would, would drop you off or they would take you and you could split up from that yeah. point once you got in the gym.
7: If uh, there was
6: no tournament, I would have made up the tournament.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'll hey, always remember being at one, to the gym it's it's so uh it's so informal these holiday tournaments i'll always remember our team getting ready for a game and sitting in the stands and striking up a conversation with the dixon county cheerleading squad and half of them had tattoos i remember half of them had like lower back tattoos what them called our show and you yeah found well that and someone that her boyfriend called the show it led to a, a big exchange but I remember we were talking about so none like these girls are 18 like aren't there laws about this don't you have to be 18 <laughs> to get tattoos I'll, I'll always remember that discussion but only at holiday tournaments can these discussions happen That's because right. any other region or district the coaches would so tell you, you to stop talking so you see these are
6: you talking to them face to oh, face like a normal no, conversation were, you said ladies uh, can I can you turn around this so I can see if there's a tattoo on your back
7: Paul, we were a very handsome squad. They were offering up these <laughs> these visuals. They're saying, "Hey, Merry look at this! Christmas. Look at this fresh tattoo I have! I just removed the bandage this morning." Wow, Paul, tell me
1: this: you are if there's a Grinch at this station, I mean, it's you. I mean, we we're all yeah. aware of this right now. It's kind of your so character. It's your brand. So, yeah, nothing
6: fake about it, though.
1: But you're kind of the opposite of the Grinch. And before we, you know, kind of put a bow on this segment (pun intended), I guess. You do seem to love Christmas, though.
6: Who doesn't love Christmas? The Grinch? Well, you know, he warms up at the end. And, Paul and while was we're talking hard, about this, like I got the, each of you a, a little something here because I, I messed just up. like that. I messed up uh, and and uh, caused a delay oh, wow. in this very thing. So that's not a Christmas present, but that's a little apology gift for uh, screwing up earlier this week when I was supposed to be here and I wasn't. So uh, buy yourself something.
7: Thank you, Paul. Well, thank, thank you, you very, very much. Nice. It wasn't holidays. meant to happen on I air. I have nothing but, uh, for you.
6: <laughs> since you set it up. No, I, 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 well, you weren't late. So we don't if, exchange if, gifts on the show. No. We gave that up a while ago.
7: Guys, but Merry I do Christmas have some, to you. Merry Christmas to you too, Christmas, Merry, Merry
6: Christmas to everybody out there. We appreciate you.
1: Coming up next, Coach Dave McGinnis tells classic NFL holiday locker room rib stories. You don't want to miss this. It's next. The Zone Christmas special rolls along here on 104.5 The Zone.
6: I nailed that, Hermie.
1: Welcome back in zone Christmas special. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. Hopefully wherever you are, you're safe, you're warm, and you're enjoying the season. We are just having a lot of fun. We're doing something different. When they came to me, I'm Jason Martin, by the way, host of the Big Six, editor-in-chief of the Big Six blog. When they came to me and said, hey, let's do a Christmas show, I said, well, if I'm doing a Christmas show, we're going to do it differently. We're not just going to sit around and do the same old, same old. If we're going to do that, we might as well not do it at all. So we are doing some different things. We hope that you're really enjoying it. This is going to be a great segment, a lot of fun. I have said pretty much in every segment that when I came back in the summertime, I started this year with a different job than I have now, and it was the people that brought me back to this building, and I consider it to be an early Christmas gift. The relationships that I've been able to cultivate over the last several months, none more than Coach Dave McGinnis, who joins
10: me right now. Coach, how are you? Jay Martin, I'm good, and believe me, uh, I, I, I reciprocate and bounce that feeling right back to you. This has been really cool getting to know you and getting to know you at training camp. I mean, you stood there every practice and uh, uh, learned a lot of ball, and I've learned a lot of radio from you. It's been very cool. Yeah, so the question I have
1: for you to set it up, I worked in pro wrestling for 10 years, and there is a rib culture all through pro wrestling, and I have been a part of pranks. I've been the victim of pranks, high and low, things that I could never talk about on terrestrial radio, things I might be blushing to talk about on Sirius or something else like that. But football has to be the same kind of mentality, and I know a few of these stories, and I feel like our listening audience is going to get such a kick out of it. You've worked in football for about 7,000 years. (laughs) You're basically the Methuselah. (laughs) of 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 the pigskin skin game at this point and so you have got to have seen your share of, of great pranks and I know especially during your time in St. Louis some crazy stuff went down. No, absolutely.
10: And again, I mean it all started, you know, you know 33 years ago with me with the Bears, but I'm I'm going to give you two and I'm going to give you two seasonal prank stories that 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 happened during the Christmas season. Let's start number 1. Uh we I was at the Rams and we had signed Cortland Finnegan. You know, from here at the Titans. And, nice you know, guy. Yeah, a great guy. And all our listeners and a, and a really good player, all our listeners. But, you know, Cortland Finnegan also has a pretty good imagination. And mm-hmm. so as you talk about ribbing, there's always there's always things that go on between different rooms. And, and you know, you've got little 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 subcultures within a football team. And the defensive backs really are the group that are kind of stirring stuff most of the time. And they'll stir it with the linebackers, their linebacker room. They'll stir it with the defensive linemen. Cortland Finnegan and his DBs, you know, there at St. Louis got in to it pretty well with the linebackers. You know, right up starting the Christmas season and so, you know, we we had our alumni group in from LA. You know, we were still in 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 St. Louis and they brought them in, you know, right before the right during the middle of the Christmas season before one of our games at home, brought them all in and so there had been something going on between the DBs and the linebackers for quite a while, and so as we had our our, our alumni in and we had a big presentation for them, Cortland Finnegan had gotten the security people, and he was going to one up on the linebackers. Anyway, we go out to practice, and our practice facility there at where we practice in Earth City, there was a hill right above it. You know, it was it was an industrial complex, but where there was a lot of loading docks and trucks, and sure. and so you could see it. You know, from the field, we walked out on the field, and as we're talking with all. All of the uh, alumni that are there and they're visiting with their counterparts during the round. James Laurinaitis is one of our linebackers. Mm. And he's standing on the sideline. And he and Cortland always would kind of jab each other back and forth. You know, James was standing there. And Cortland was kind of, you know, standing on the sideline with a smirk on his face. And, and, and Cortland just kind of tapped him and just pointed up to the top of the hill. And Laurinaitis turned around and looked and said, you know, didn't understand what he was looking at. And, and Cortland just tapped him again. And James started looking real hard. What Cortland had done, he had gotten a truck transport. He had hired a truck transport truck to come in there, had gotten all the keys from the equipment man while the linebackers were in meeting all of their automobile keys and had every one of the linebackers automobiles, put on that transport truck. And you've seen the two-tier transport trucks, sure. transporting yeah. vehicles cross country, had hired him to bring that truck in. Now, somebody that's got imagination and somebody that's got a lot of money, you've got to be real careful about messing with them. Mm. And so Cortland had taken every one of their automobiles, put them on the top of this truck, had left the the keys inside the vehicles with the doors unlocked, and then had paid the driver to leave. Okay, so as they were looking up there and Lauren, I just look, that looks a lot like my vehicle that and then and then the other linebacker started looking up there and said, well, what the hell? That looks like my vehicle. Every one of them was up there. Cortland was laughing, you know, throughout the practice. We got through with the practice. And so there and Cortland, you know, has got his hands out going, what's the problem? They said, look. This is really funny, but now we've got to go Christmas shopping. I've got to go pick up my kids. We've got to go do this before the night meetings tonight. And all Cortland said as he got dressed and got in his vehicle to leave was good luck. Wow. And that's exactly what happened. And so I mean that was one of the better ones. Now that that took some imagination, that took some time to set up, and that took some money. How did he get the keys? He got the keys. They were in their pockets and then when they were in there, he got the secure our security guy was in on it, okay, okay. to go get the keys out of their pockets, to go get them while we were, you know, in meetings, got the truck there, the truck transport pulled it behind the building, pulled every one of the vehicles on on the vehicle up on top, transport truck, driver took off. It was pretty amazing. That's solid work.
1: That's good work from Corbin No, that, that's
10: solid work, but just let me give you another one. Now, it's the DBs, and again, against the defensive line, same group, Ooh. You know, they started to, uh, the next year, started to pick on the defensive lineman a little bit, but they had a real problem because Chris Long, okay, mm. was one of our defensive linemen who, you know, I, I, I love Chris Long. I mean, one of my favorite players ever that I was involved with. Well, the defensive backs, that same group, started messing with the defensive line, all right? They started messing with Chris Long, and so the defensive lineman, you know, came to, came to me and said, Coach Mack, look, these DBs have been, I said, look, you guys can handle it. All right. And they said, well, what, what are the boundaries? I said, well, you know, I don't know. Go ask Coach Fisher and just see what the boundaries are. Anyway, they came down. We had an away game. Our, our away game in December was at Seattle. Really cold in St. Louis. We go to Seattle to play the football game. Now, when you fly back from the Seattle game up there, you're in the West, so you're playing the late game. You fly back. We don't get back to St. Louis. You know, we don't get back to the airport. It's about a 15-minute ride from the airport on the bus. We get back to the airport, and as we're getting in the bus, you know after that on the uh Chris Long says coach Mack I just want you to be sure and take a look to your left as we pull into the facility <laughs> there was an open lot uh, to the facility there okay and what had happened as we start pulling in there looks like a little Santa's village okay there's a little Santa's village over there and we're going well you know maybe this is the club that's done this because there were three houses built Look like little gingerbread houses. Winter Wonderland out there. Winter Wonderland, lights on them. You know, little you know, little plastic reindeer out front. Uh, had a Santa sitting on top of one. Lights on all of them. Little mailboxes out front. I mean, it really was well That's put. Elaborate? To- no, it's elaborate, and it was well put together. But when you really started looking, on the front of each one of those little houses was. A number coinciding with three of the defensive backs that had been most involved in bothering the defensive line during the year. Uh Okay, as we pull up in there, and now it's cold. I mean, it's below freezing. It's about one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. What Chris Long had done? He had hired a company to come in, and again, had gotten the keys. Okay, before you know, before we had taken off had built, had taken three cars, put them in the middle of this field and had gotten someone to come in. Now, not just someone, a company to come in and build houses around each one of those cars that coincided with one of the defensive backs. Oh. They built, they built the house with no door on it, with nothing in it. Again, cars inside of this house with their corresponding number on the door, put the keys inside the car. And we pulled up, and everybody's looking, and guys are, you know, laughing. You know, they're looking at it, laughing. You know, once they see, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the one of the defensive backs goes, "I think that's my number." What? And so we get to the parking lot. Everybody's getting there. Everybody's laughing. Getting there. You've got three guys that don't have cars. Is it a wooden house? It's a wooden house. Wooden house. It's a wooden house that was built out of plywood, and again, pretty elaborate, pretty well done, and again. Chris Long is probably one of the smartest, most imaginative players I've ever been around, but also one of the most diabolical. And so what I would tell those young players is, look, if you're going to Have confrontations or mess with somebody. Don't mess with somebody that is this creative and that's got that much money. And so it took them forever. They had to hire people to come out with, to break into the walls of this house. They had to call AAA to come in and break into these. Into these houses, you know, demolish a, a wall because there was no doors to get them out of there. Those are two of the better ones I've ever been involved with during the Christmas season, which is all about goodwill and giving. That was really good explanation.
1: So it's different for you. I'm asking all the shows, you know, what does sports and Christmas mean to you? You spent so much time in the league. You don't have as. This is the key time for NFL seasons. I mean, a lot of teams that are trying to make it into the postseason. Of course, you've been in your share of them. This is the important time of the year for the NFL. So, how exactly do you, rem, you know, reminisce or remember the last, you know? ton of years really where you haven't had that much time with the family and things like that because you've had so much going on. No, you
10: really don't. I mean, you know, my 30 plus years in the national football, really, really Thanksgiving and Christmas because you're getting ready to play a ball game. I mean, you will have a little bit of time, but most of the time you you celebrate Uh, those getting your people together after the season's over with, because still, just as you say, J. Mart, you've got games to get ready for. Now, all of the coaches that I have worked for. And then when I was a head coach have been very generous about, and I was also this because I learned this from Mike Ditka. I learned this from Jeff Fisher. I learned, you know, as a head coach, you know, your, your assistants are going to take your lead. And so you, you, making time for the family is extremely important, especially for coaches that have young children, because, you know, young children don't understand that there's a football season. All the, all they know now is that it's, Santa Claus and yes. it's Christmas right. and, and it's it's extremely important. So even though you are busy, you are never too busy to be able to allocate that time to the family because those are lifetime memories for those children and for you also. But you have to be able to work for a head coach and be able to work for an organization that understands and we all understand in this business. We're all highly competitive, but the game is important, but there's also other things that you have to be able to work into it. I was fortunate. And then, you know, I continued that tradition as a head coach, give my coaches time to be with their families, especially those with younger children, because it's so, so important at this time of year.
1: Coach, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours.
10: Jay mart same to you. Thanks for having me on this. Very cool.
1: No, the, the houses, that's just absolutely no, I, hope, I, I
10: hope our listeners enjoy those stories because here's the thing about those stories. I gave you names and I gave you, uh, and not to protect the innocent, it's because it's true.
1: Someday I've got to ask about these crickets. I've heard a lot about crickets as well. No, there's a, that. there,
10: th- that, that's another part of it. That didn't happen during the holidays, right.
0: but it's still a pretty good one.
1: All right, Coach. We'll be right back. Zone Christmas Special, 104.5 The Zone.
0: Merry Christmas. Today, we share holiday memories with you. This is the Zone Christmas Special on 104.5 The Zone. Here's your host, Jason Martin.
1: Welcome back in. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. The Zone Christmas special rolling along here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin, host of The Big Six, editor-in-chief of The Big Six blog. You can read it, 104.5TheZone.com slash Big Six blog. Here with two great friends, two people that I am blessed to be able to call friends. JT of 3HL, the fine executive producer, David Reed, my partner on Squared Circle Radio, my partner on Sports Trend back in the day, and, of course, the executive producer of the Midday 180. Gentlemen, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Jason. Thanks for having us. Yes. So, what we're doing here, and we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas memories and, and things like that. But when everybody came to me and said, "Hey, put together this Christmas show," I said, "Well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it differently. There's no reason to do the same old, same old. We might as well just run, you know, interviews or whatever like that. I don't want to. I want to do something original. And since you bring me into the place, pop culture being one of my fortés." it just kind of naturally spiraled into what's in front of you and you have two sheets of paper in front of you and yours is a little shorter than the rest because it's a two-man deal. Christmas movies are so big this time of year. I don't know what Christmas is without Christmas
11: films. Do you guys have any favorites? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's the first thing. That was... and that's the first thing that pops to my mind when I think a Christmas movie, but I say that. And back in my days at MTSU and we'd be on the road with a baseball team in June and we would be watching Christmas vacation. Yeah. I think it's one of those just, it, it any time of the year is a good time to, to watch that one. But I'd say when, when I'm, Lindsay and I got together, uh, my wife now, I had never seen It's a Wonderful Life. And that's her favorite movie. The original, Just, like uh, the black and yes, white. Yes, that's her favorite movie of all time. And she watches that every Christmas Eve. And I saw it for the first time two years ago. And that's one that I've, I look forward to now watching every single year.
5: JT? I'm a, I'm a classic guy, uh, Home Alone. Yeah, that's mine. Uh, a, a Christmas story. But uh, I can watch Home Alone in the middle of July. And just some of the songs that you hear that are Christmas songs and that you hear, you know, this time of the year takes me right back, not, not just to Christmas, but to that movie. So I've always been, I don't like Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3, but that classic uh, Home Alone is always my favorite. Agree. You guys just named my
1: two favorites. Like I know that there are a lot of them out there, but Home Alone and Christmas Vacation, I watch all year. I I just, I just absolutely love those films. Home Alone is one of my all time favorite movies. I remember going to the theater and watching it. The money it made is outrageous if you actually look it up, but Funny you should mention Home Alone because the sheet of paper in front of you holds a script. Can we let everyone know that,
5: that no one that these we haven't seen these? Yeah. That's face the, down? None
1: of you guys, none of the shows, because all of the shows have a different movie and they have a different scene, and you guys drew Home Alone. Okay. So you can flip your sheets over now. And I made an edit. Originally you were going to be Harry and Marv, but I've decided that you're going to do the scene that's from the movie within the movie. Okay. Angels with Filthy Souls, which is You know, he uses it with the pizza delivery guy and and all of that. So one of you is going to play Johnny. One of you is going to play Snakes. It's written there in front of you. Like I said, it's not particularly long, but just knock this thing out of the park. Like you guys, I figured, I knew that 3HL would be really good. I feel like all the shows are going to be really, really good. But you guys playing these two gangsters in this black and white film is just something that tickled me for sure
11: feels good to be a gangster, is what I've been told. Uh, so we'll see how this goes.
5: All right. Who is it? It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. Leave it on the doorstep and get the heck out of here. All right, Johnny. But what's about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. Is that a fact? How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in
11: charge no more. He'll call you when he gets out. I'll tell you what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keista off my property before I pump you full of lead.
5: All right, Johnny. I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Keep the change, you filthy animal. And scene.
1: All right. That was... That was average. It wasn't a bad job. I'm, I'm supposed, a, I'm I'm a, a critic. I'm a critic for a living there. And you had the cold read. And David was frightened when I said that there was yes. something on the other sheet that he was actually going to have to read without looking at it first.
11: I do have a public school education.
1: So, like I said, everybody drew a different film, and we've got some other really fun stuff I, just, still to I feel come. like there
11: should be a, an award for whoever did this the best, and I feel like you should go ahead and give it to JT and I.
1: Perhaps. Is that to be determined? It's still TBA, yes. Okay. It's still okay. very much TBA. So when I say sports and Christmas this time of year, and you can take this wherever you guys want to take it, what comes to mind? It could be you know, something maybe you received or something that you've given or something that you watched or something that you did. Just memories of Christmas and sports melding together in your life. Mm-hmm.
11: I remember I was probably about, uh, 10 years old and the big gift that I got for Christmas that year was a worth Tennessee Thumper Jose Canseco edition baseball bat. Wow. And I, I did not, this thing was gold. It shined like something out of Fort Knox. Gold with green imprint on it. I didn't even want to take it outside and hit anything with it because it was so beautiful to me. Now I'll later ended up wearing that thing out and it became it became a bat that I would take out and hit rocks out of the driveway with. So that didn't last too awful long, but I just remember unwrapping the thing and it literally it was like a moment out of a movie. I heard angels sing in my head and it started shining on its own. That was like the best thing I could have gotten at that point in my life because I was I was transitioning in from from playing I'd played softball all of my life because that's what we had in Spring Hill, but I was getting ready to move up to the big city of Colorado Columbia, where they actually had Little League and Babe mm. Ruth. So that bat just meant a lot to me. And looking back on it, like, I think we're all at the age where we can look back now and see the things that we got for Christmas. and But more than that, the sacrifices that our parents made to make sure that we had a great Christmas. Yeah. And when I think back about, about some of the gifts that I've gotten over the years, That's what I think about uh, now. I mean, as a a kid, you're fixated on the president, the toy, or whatever it is. But I think back in 1985, I got the USS flag, G.I. Joe Aircraft aircraft Carrier. carrier, And now I think back about our lives at that time, and I'm like, how in the world did my parents find a way to give me that for Christmas and knowing that that's something that I wanted so bad? That's what I think about now. But when I think about sports and Christmas – Aside from the gifts, growing up, I always loved this time of year because I loved the the in what used to be called the inferior bowl games. Sure, like I would just sit as as a kid and just watch those for days on end during this time of year, and I'm still kind of like that too. Uh, I enjoy the the big bowls, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the, the National Championship games, but also. I enjoyed the Weed Eater Bowl. The Line Weed Eater the, Independence the, Bowl. The, the, the Copper Bowl yeah. back in the day, which always seemed to end up with the Colorado State in it for, some, point for whatever reason. The point Bowl. I loved all watching all those, so that's where my mind goes when I think about Christmas time in sports.
5: My gift was, and I don't, you two, two may have to help me out on this, but now they have all these virtual reality things. Do you remember, mm-hmm. the, and this was a virtual reality I'm going to guess back in 1990, 91, that, but it was stationary. It was a smaller thing, and you just put, put it right over the top of your – almost like goggles over your top of your face, and you could play. It was in red and black. Yeah, it was Virtual Boy. Vir, is that what it was? Yeah, it was a Nintendo. Okay. Oh, wow. I, I had Product. been waiting forever for that, and Christmas was over, and went to my grandparents' house, and my mom sat, was asking, did you have a good time? Did you have a good Christmas? Did Santa bring everything that you wanted? And I – yeah, yeah, he he did. It was good. And then I got to my grandparents' house, and, and um, Santa had accidentally dropped it off at, at their house. So that was great to me. As far as sports goes, this is going to be off the wall. Some of you know that I'm from northwest Tennessee. The longest continuous running um, basketball tournament is the Lions Club tournament in Martin, Tennessee. Hmm. And my dad used to broadcast uh, every single day for three straight days, and they've they've taken it down some. But it was either 24 or 28 consecutive basketball games over three days. Started at 10 o'clock every morning, went usually the 26th, 27th, and 28th, or maybe the 27th through the 30th, whatever it happened to be. But three straight days of high school basketball. That was always cool. Teams from all across the state, from Middle Tennessee, some teams from Knoxville would show up. But it was always fun to call those basketball games. And tough, you guys have done this. Tough to to do basketball games of teams that you've never even seen. But that was always fun, uh, knowing that, uh, that we had three straight days of nothing but basketball right after Christmas. Yeah, David, I think you made
1: a good point about the sacrifices Mm -hmm. that our parents made and certainly every parent made to make sure that their child had a Christmas that dwarfed the ones that they had. And now you guys are in different roles, and I think we're all in different roles, and I think we've come to a place in our lives, at least I know I have, where the receiving just doesn't hold much for me anymore. But putting a smile on people's faces, making sure my friends are taken care of, making sure my family is taken care of that matters I, you know JT you have the the new edition
5: there as well so you have completely flipped
1: the yeah. script now
5: well you know something else and I remember I was about 10 or 11 years old and my dad told me one year he said listen we're we're going to do Christmas different this year and we're going to go help out an- another family mm. and we went and um you know bought some gifts and did some things and selfishly before I was able to see what had happened I was you know as a kid you're kind of going I- I want my Christmas. Mm-hmm. But when when I walked in and I'll get a little emotional about this, but when I walked in and saw that family um mm. heating their house with the with the oven. Yep. You know, that's when you know stuff's real. That was a great, great Christmas memory for me.
11: And I've always been—I t- I am the worst gift recipient in the world. Like I, so I don't know what to say I when I it. get a gift. It's so
1: awkward. It I is, mean, because you feel yes. like you're saying thanks, and you're like, "Was that good enough?" Right. Or, like I'm, yeah.
11: I'm very appreciative, but I just—I don't feel—I would much rather be giving someone a present or finding a way to serve them or help them out. And that's over the years, it's only gotten more prevalent in my life, especially what uh, Lindsay and I have gone through this year with her illness and seeing people just come out of the woodwork to help us. Like, I want to be a blessing like that to people. I I couldn't care less. Like, there's presents under the tree for me that I've already had the discussion with. Lindsay. we're not doing this next year. There's nothing that I need. I have clothes. We have a roof over our head. There's nothing else that I need. Let's find a way where we can help other people and be a blessing to other people.
1: It's a blessing that we have these opportunities, that we have these jobs, that we have these people that we're able to work around all the time it's you know it's been fun to sit down with all the shows and and really reminisce and talk and i continue to say you know i came back on a different level in the summer i did not start this year in this gig and now i'm sitting in this gig and, and one of the real reasons why this was a decision i wanted to make is because of guys like you and just wanting to work back around a lot of my friends so i consider myself blessed and it's been an absolute gift to me to to be around you guys
11: and we consider you a gift as well And just uh, let us know whenever we need to show back up to receive these awards that we got for this (laughs) lovely portrayal of uh, Snakes and Johnny.
1: Merry Christmas to you and yours, guys. Merry
11: Christmas. Thank you, Jason. More to come next. Zone
1: Christmas special, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to the Zone Christmas special. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. I'm Jason Martin, host of The Big Six, joined right now by, you know, when I came back in the summer I knew everybody in this building, but I think actually one of the, the biggest joys for me over the last six months is getting to know these three in particular so much better. Mickey Ryan, Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, 3HL joins me. How are you guys doing?
12: Great. Merry Christmas, We dude. love having you around, yeah. too.
13: You're okay. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks so much.
1: words of
14: Mr. Miyagi, you pretty okay, too. Hi. Y- so
3: <laughs>
1: here's the thing. And, okay, and, too. Yeah, none of you guys know... How this is playing out. You have
13: things in front of you, and I believe in you guys. Okay, here's before you get into all that, here's how all this went down. You guys said, don't turn over those pieces of paper. Don't turn over the, like, (laughs) at least 10 times. Mickey gets a piece of paper, immediately looks
14: at it. (laughs) And we're like,
12: Mickey! What
14: in the world? In true Mickey fashion, though, I flipped it over, but didn't even look at it. Yeah, at nothing,
12: all. I could tell so, nothing registered. So, so I have
14: no idea what it says.
13: So then Babs Davenport, she, we call her Babs because her middle name is Babette. In right. In case you're wondering, Babs, uh, is like, she's like holding this like intently and tightly. And she's like, I want to look.
12: I want to turn over. it over. I can't handle so, this. So
13: that makes me think that she was like, if the presents are under the tree. On Christmas Eve or before, she's shaking the boxes when she's a kid. No, oh, she's I'm not, prying she's the not, tape open. Ah. She's not shaking the box. She's yeah. prying the tape open. No I doubt, do that
12: before steam she the presents
14: that. open in the in the bathroom. Yeah,
12: you open it, you check it out, you look at the box, and then you retape it. <laughs> wow. Yep.
14: That's almost that's what criminal. happens.
12: I have I have gift wrap tape in my. Backpack.
13: Right. And all you ever got was another dummy or something. I mean, or like tools for your dummy, like eyeglasses. So, one of the things.
12: Eyeglasses for the dummy. Fake yeah.
13: mustache. I don't know. The dummies can't see well, can okay. they? <laughs> they're made out of plaster. They're not dummies,
12: they're dolls. Oh.
13: She's a ventriloquist, for those that don't know. Yes. A VFL ventriloquist. I have
12: a, I have a very special little Christmas show I used to do all the time for all the nursing homes and churches. <laughs> oh, we
1: got other segments. <laughs>
12: <laughs> Bring Ventrilo- in one of
1: those dummies. <laughs> J. Mark, control-
12: ventriloquism doesn't really play on the radio. Ventriloquism I don't know if you takes know no holidays,
3: <laughs> J. Mark.
13: So if you were flying into Peachtree City, the pilot would say. <laughs>
1: so one of,
5: the, one of the City, benefits, Georgia. one of the little little time
1: benefits. If yeah, there's a benefit. <laughs>
13: <laughs> check out David Port. one Lakes of the,
1: the good things I guess or one of the things people know me for is pop culture yes and Christmas is all about well there's a lot of different things Christmas is about but pop culture is one of them so when I was approached about doing this Christmas show I said look if I'm doing this I want it to be something original and fun I don't want it to be what was your favorite gift when you were a three-year-old NFL or NFL pencils back in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, we'll, we'll okay. get to some some basic questions. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, can I leave now? No. <laughs> but to the sheets to the sheets in front of you, there are Christmas movies. There are just iconic Christmas movies, so many that we could not get to them all in one year. Luckily, there are many years still to come. And we were sitting here, and we were thinking, what can we do – With the host of the day parts The host of these shows here on 104.5 The Zone That has not been done before And the answer is We're going to pick scenes from iconic Christmas films And have you actually read them as the characters
12: Oh Oh, Who picked the Christmas films?
1: Uh, Well, me and A select group of others Mm. But yours (laughs) Yours made total sense So now you can flip your papers over and I'm so excited about this. It's National Lampoon's Christmas oh, Vacation.
13: <laughs> Twitter's full.
1: Yes. Which I saw, which I saw today. <laughs> Actually, out on the highways. but
12: TDOT, the... yeah. TDOT going yes. big for Christmas. Solid well done. Yeah.
13: Really solid work by them. Twitter's so the... full. But that makes everybody like t- try to get their phone out and take a picture Absolutely of the sign. Absolutely, tried to underneath. myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. very
1: good. So the key here is you're playing <laughs> roles that make no sense for you. Thus, Are you sure? <laughs> well, you, well yes. I don't think that Don as Cousin Eddie is what we would have expected, yeah. but that's what we're getting.
12: 100%
13: she's Cousin Eddie.
1: That's what we're getting. Trapper's
13: full. That's Davenport.
1: Brent, you will be Clark Griswold. Of course. And yeah. Mickey is going to be various voices. Everybody else. Grandpa, oh, grandma. So perfect. All of that. So the scripts are in front of you. You've seen the movie probably a million times. Yes. So... You guys are going to do this and you're going to do it well, or I'm going to clown you as soon as you're finished.
13: <laughs>
12: the pressure. See, if I would have known in advance, I could have practiced my Eddie. No,
13: he didn't want you to. That's the key. Like, the See, whole that's point the is TV not to know you. Like, you like the script and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and, this is not formatted. You've got a journalism. script in front of you, but you've got to just handle this. And if you don't remember some of the lines, if you start laughing during the lines, then that's fine. I laughed trying to put the script
13: together. That's how funny this movie is. <laughs> it's so great. This is the greatest. I haven't watched it yet this year.
12: Well, guess uh, what? We're about out. to act it out. I'm
13: going to have to watch it after Christmas. I'm going to watch it all day tomorrow.
1: So the scene that we're doing here, the setup is Clark and his lights. Trying to get the house finally lit up. Of course, he has the 5,000 lights and everything else. And mm-hmm. finally, they come on. And he's you know hugging his, his parents. He's hugging his father-in-law. He finally gets this thing to work. And then things change because Eddie shows up. As a surprise, and that's where we lead off. So you look at the script, you see who you are, and you guys knock this that's thing out of the park. That's pretty
12: realistic, right? Yeah.
1: Or I'm going to the Big Six blog, and I'm going to bury you Ugh. for your
13: performance. All right. So,
1: take it away. I like feel
12: I need to warm up. Man, warm up?
13: How
14: are you going to warm up?
12: I don't know. Drink a beer or something? Get ready to be Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> right?
14: Empty the RV. Yeah. I have something in my truck for you. Storm drain. All
12: right. All right. All right. All right, scene.
14: La da 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 da
12: I get to start us off. Alright. House sure does look swell, Clark.
13: Thanks, Eddie. I hope it enhances your holiday spirit. Dear Catherine. Wait, Eddie?
14: Oh, the house is gorgeous, Clark.
12: Wait, Eddie? I hope you didn't do this all on our account, Clark. Kids, come on out here. See what Uncle Clark's done to the house. Eddie? Eddie? (laughs) Yeah, if you don't remember, uh, this here's Rocky.
14: You got a kiss from me? Oh, better take a rain
13: check on that. He's got a lip fungus that ain't identified yet.
12: Hey, you remember Ruby Sue?
14: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Her eyes aren't crossed anymore. (laughs)
12: That's something, ain't it? She falls in a well. Eyes go crossed. She gets kicked by a mule. They go back to normal. I don't know. And this here... This year's our pride and joy. Snot.
13: Snot. Pretty name, Ed.
12: Yeah, we named him because uh, he's got that sinus condition. Snot, you roll over, let Uncle Clark stretch your belly. You ain't never seen a set on a dog like this one, Clark. Oh, Ed. That's okay,
13: Eddie. It's pretty, pretty good set.
12: That's something, ain't it? You pet him, Clark, on the belly, he'll love you till the day you die.
13: I really should. My hands are all
14: tapped. We were going to call, but Eddie wanted to make it a surprise.
12: Yeah. You surprised?
13: Surprised, Eddie? If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now.
14: We have plenty of room, plenty of towels, plenty of everything.
12: Well, you know, we're pretty well set up here in the RV. <laughs> it's a little tight, but, you know, we didn't we didn't come to impose.
14: Oh, well, there's plenty of room. Quit being so damn polite, Ed.
12: Well, you know, Catherine and I were uh, we're pretty and comfy in there, you know. But but maybe folks wouldn't mind the youngsters shacking up with you. So that long drive, we could use a little private time together. You know what I mean, Ooh. honey? Why don't you get the kids' things? Don't forget the rubber sheets and the gerbils
1: and scene. <laughs>
12: <laughs> I forgot some of those lines. Oh. Like I forgot that scene. So we just read it. Oh man! Did you
13: say? Did you say you ain't seen a set on a dog like that one? And gerbils all in the same <laughs> room
12: here. Yep. Uh, and rubber sheets.
13: I told you I gave you guys the best one. <laughs> she used to be a journalist. You remember that?
12: Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, she'll,
13: she'll go home and write in her
14: journal. Today's the day my career ended. <laughs> <laughs> dear, dear diary. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah.
12: So scrappers full.
14: <laughs> thank
1: you for doing it in a way we didn't have to bleep out. We've already had to bleep out enough on this Christmas special, Is that oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine. on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back in. We, uh, so. What is Christmas without Christmas movies, but the, the bigger question, as of course we're a sports radio station, the easy question for you guys just to banter for a couple of minutes is, when I say sports and Christmas, what comes to your mind? It could be anything. It could be a gift you gave your child. It could be something that was given to you. It could be something you've watched. What, what is it that stands out about sports and Christmas melding together this time of year?
14: For me, there's always you know watching sports, uh, the games that have come on in and around Christmas. Um, but I have such great memories as a kid. I was the biggest NFL fan, and I always got, I always got cool NFL gifts.
12: And these are like the old school NFL like, stuff, like the Mickey '70s Sears catalog stuff. Over. Yes,
14: yeah. Like, think about a Mitchell and like Nestor. the Kelly Green
12: Eagles. Stuff. Yes, I yes. got a
14: Kelly Green Eagles jersey, and I had at one point. I've I've told this story. On a rainy day in my room, once I counted, I had 79 things with one NFL logo or another on them in my room. That, that's how obsessed I was with the NFL. Down to pencils, my bed sheets, my comforter, my pillowcases, my light fixture. Okay,
13: for you to come to that thought, like, I need to count all the things with the NFL that's logo. We, we need, a, <laughs> like, a couch, a therapist, uh, all kinds of things. It was raining 79? outside. I couldn't
14: go outside and play, but I had 79 different things with at least one NFL team logo. Or the NFL logo. So for me, Christmas meant I got more football stuff and I was immediately going to go test it out, regardless of the conditions.
13: It deserves a visit from Pete Rosell or something. I
14: think well, so. It, it, the, I was visited by the three ghosts of the NFL one Christmas Eve. Pete Rozelle was one of them.
1: Brent, you went with the pencils. <laughs> what else you got?
13: Uh, I mean, to to me, like, I can only imagine, like, the amount of alcohol Santa consumes putting things together the oh, night yeah. before Christmas, um, and, you know, it doesn't always go right the first time, um, and, you know, the lack of sleep that Santa has, and, mm. and you know, from, from a parent perspective, it's all switched, um, um, that, you know, just watching, you know, kids, you know, open, like, really just see the tree for the first time, and that Christmas morning, and and seeing everything and that they're filled with hope and anticipation as they go down the stairs and, and, uh, just kind of going through everything with them and spending time together as a family in the, in those moments is, is really, really special. And that, that outweighs anything that I can remember as a kid. Yeah. Honestly.
14: That's big for me too. Yes.
12: <laughs> put me like, down. F- is my wife listening? Put to me that? down for
14: family stuff, really big.
12: Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of family stuff, growing up I, and I've I've talked about this often, like my family is just huge sports family. That's what we grew up doing. Um, you know, we would go to spring training for baseball as our family vacations. We'd go uh to tournament games for basketball. That was that was what we did for family trips is we would always go to sporting events. So Sports always were a big part of our family and growing up. And Christmas presents obviously always included something related to sports, basketball, you know, baseball, new gloves, new bats, whatever. Um, it was always included, but Christmas Day, no matter how cold it was growing up, we would always have a, a family basketball game. So we'd go out and play a nice game of horse or pig or Santa or whatever. We'd, <laughs> that would be our thing. Was, you know, after all the presents are opened and, and you want to play with your new stuff, but we always have the, the family horse game, which just for the record, you know, since uh, I'm going to assume my family's not listening to this, I always won because I had the, the master shot. <laughs> Master shot. <laughs> yeah right if it, if it was one-on-one I probably would have lost to my brother but um, so that kind of growing up that was always the big thing we did now we grew up in Texas and Georgia so we didn't have to worry about weather being a huge issue you know mm-hmm. even it was chilly it's not like we had snow on Christmas Day to deal with on the basketball court but that's what we did and now I have a, a sweet little nephew and niece who like to shoot hoops too so I'm sure that that will continue guys Merry Christmas Merry,
1: Merry Christmas, Christmas. Christmas J. mart Enjoy it with your families. It's been, like I said, it's been a pleasure since I've been back, getting to know all three of you a lot better, certainly than I than I had previously. So, you guys enjoy it with your families, and we'll catch you here in a couple days.
14: Yes, family Sounds stuff, good, yeah. super important. <laughs>
12: thankful for you, J. Martin. and thank you. Thankful for all the listeners at 104.5 The Zone. We Merry love you all. Amen.
1: Zone Christmas Special rolls along next here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Zone Christmas special continuing here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours from all of us. Well, we've heard from all the shows, and we've embarrassed them now, and we've seen some star-making performances, and we've also heard from two guys that are not headed to American Idol or The Voice. But there is one question that dominates all of them when it comes to this season. No, it's not Snickerdoodle versus Gingerbread. It's not a Christmas story being overexposed. It's not whether or not it's really Christmas if it's not snowing. It's not whether Black Friday sales are just ways for companies to clear out their back rooms. No. The real question is this. Is Die Hard, released in July of 1988, a Christmas movie? Folks, there is a correct answer to this question. But in addition to sitting down with the shows, I also had each of them weigh in on this all-important query. Here are the highlights from those discussions including a few people truly disappointing all of America and humanity as a whole with the wrong answer.
3: Well, first of all, Hans Gruber belongs on the Mount Rushmore of movie villains. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just awesome. Alan Rickman just crushed it. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, and I love the relationship between John McClane and Al the cop played by Reginald VelJohnson, of course. Carl Winslow. Yep. I just sort of feel like you get that, uh, that, that, that holiday spirit conveyed between Al and John. You got the great, uh, you got the great villain and then you got the great hero and, and Rickman, uh, you know, Hans Gruber's kind of like the Grinch and I don't know <laughs> if McLean's Cindy Lou who or not, but yeah, you know, you kind of get a Christmassy feel with the theme and mclean's family coming together at the end
2: i tell you what man when i think of christmas classics you know it's a wonderful <laughs> life miracle on, French, yeah, yeah, miracle on 34th street miracle on 34th street miracle at hard. nakatomi 40th look, look man if this was any more of a christmas movie it would be on the hallmark channel there's ah. no question this is a christmas movie
4: well i had to say that uh i would say it's an action movie during christmas time because there is uh I think I can remember certain Christmas songs in there. I think I remember Let It Snow or something like that. Let It Snow's in there, Winter Wonderland is in there. Okay, I remember some of the, yeah. So I, I would say it is toying with being a Christmas movie. Uh, during christmas time that is an action movie
6: it is absolutely not a christmas film just because a film is set at christmas doesn't make it a christmas film this is far too simplistic
8: i would watch it any time of the year so therefore i i don't think it's a christmas yeah but i watch home alone every all year long too yeah but it's this time time of year when i actually want to watch it or i'll go to the skirmer horn and watch the orchestra play It's it's different than Die Hard. Um, okay, Die wow. Hard is
13: the best Christmas movie ever made, and there's no question about that. I don't care what Bruce Willis had to say about it, even though he was a central character in not only that film but the uh, sequels. Um, D- Die Hard is the best, and, and I watch it uh, every year multiple times, and now I have a ninth grader, and we watch it together, and it is amazing.
12: Second that. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. I don't care that when it was originally released, it was July. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And Bruce Willis, no, he's wrong. It is a Christmas movie. And with the uh, the latest one that, that they were uh, promoing, they basically are selling it as a Christmas movie. So even the creators of it agree.
7: Let me ask you this. Would you watch it in June to get in the Christmas spirit? And the answer to that is absolutely not. You watch in June. that movie put you in the Christmas
12: spirit? It is a Christmas movie. It happens on Christmas Eve, right? No,
7: you watch it in June because it's a great action flick. That's why you watch it. It's not a Christmas movie.
14: If you have any question, I ask my voice remote to show me Christmas movies and that was one of the first ones that came out. My Xfinity voice remote, remote plug, hashtag (laughs) Hashtag ad, ad. (laughs) said it had six movies in the window when you pulled it up, and one of them was
11: Die Hard. People who want Die Hard to be a Christmas movie are over-testosterone cavemen who don't want to admit that they'll watch anything who's that's actually – if if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, then so is Gremlins okay you of course you're five. Really?
5: <laughs> if you want my honest opinion jason uh, yeah that's why we're so that's why we're doing this <laughs> no lie to this it. is it's not isn't first take. this is not gonna shock you i don't know i've never seen it you've never die seen die hard
11: oh you know here's what's about never to happen i can tell you what's about to happen you're about to get a copy of that from jason because i told him that i never watched mission impossible he gave me the entire library
1: i've never seen it yeah how's that going dude i've made it through the first
11: one <laughs> So both, so you don't know because you haven't seen, really Dave? I don't think, I do not think it's a, it's, it's a movie that is set in around Christmas.
12: Out there on the internet, there is a Christmas movie or not checklist. Okay. Takes place during Christmas holiday. Check. 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 Setting is a Christmas party. Check. Check. Chickety check. Number of Christmas songs. Just for the record, there are three. Well, it's got the mm-hmm. best one. There are Christmas
13: and Hollas. Three. Art yes. Does in, the, in the limo. Also has Let It Snow Let and Winter Snow, Wonderland. Yes. Yeah. Winterland.
14: What is Wonderland?
12: <laughs> Sorry. Winter, Winter Wonderland. <laughs> you know, Winter Wonderland. Like wonderland. Wonderland.
13: <laughs> wonderland and Peachtree's it.
14: That's the way her dummy said it. <laughs> is she free, she free- freelances wonderland.
13: wonderland.
12: Okay. She is
14: totally freelancing. <laughs>
12: freelancing here. Wiki, Wiki, the Wiki. The rest Wiki. of it. What? Party venue threatened.
13: Yeah. 100%. By terrorist. I mean, terrorists. Yeah, terrorists. Threaten the party.
12: Broadcaster with a hidden agenda. Check. 100%. German ringleader. Yeah.
13: Duh. <laughs> Duh. Christ. he's no longer with us. Oh, that's not. This so one.
12: Christ-like, yeah. sacrifice. Christ-like sacrifice.
14: Christ-like <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Check. sacrifices himself for the whole movie.
12: Yes. And broken glass. So. Yes. Done christmas movie
14: i don't think it's a christmas it's movie. it's
1: got three christmas songs in it there's a ho 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 line in it yes it was released in july it takes place on christmas eve there are numerous references to christmas sprinkled within it it's not close this is maybe well, the right. most it's disappointed not, i've ever not, been it in it is you.
11: not close it is not a christmas movie so that's what the shows had to say those that said it's
1: not you're wrong and we're all dumber for having listened to you speak Those that said it is, thank you for your fine contributions to this nation. And if you're still somehow, somehow on the fence, let us make the decision for you. Coming to a theater near you, actually it's not, but you're going to wish it was. Check this out.
0: Is it a Christmas movie? For years, the debate has raged on with passionate arguments from both sides. Today we make the ultimate declaration. John McClane is John McClane in Die Hard. I thought I told all of you I want radio silence until further...
9: I'm very sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. Eh, I figured since I waxed Tony and Marco and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might be lonely. So I want to give you a call. How does he know
0: so much about this? This is very kind of you. You are our mysterious party creature. You are most troublesome for a security
9: guard. Eh sorry, Hans. Wrong guess. You like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change?
0: Who are you then?
9: Just the fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey and the wrench the pain in your ass.
0: Check on all the others. Don't use the radio. See if he's lying about Marco and find out if anyone else is missing.
13: Mr. Mystery Guest.
9: Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open the front door for me. I'm
0: afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another Another orphan of a bankrupt culture, this is John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall
9: Dillon. Nah, I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequin shirts.
0: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
9: Yippee-ki-yay, mother-
0: The hero that we've long needed...
9: I promise I will never even think about going up in a tall building again. Oh, God, please don't let me die.
0: The Houston Chronicles' John McClane is John McClane in Die Hard. Opening nowhere anytime soon.
1: Okay, so maybe we didn't answer the question. But we had a lot of fun trying. Again, advanced tickets for Die Hard starring John McClain of the Houston Chronicle as John McClain of Nakatomi Plaza are not being sold anywhere, on any app, by anybody. Please do not fall for another holiday scam. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of you out there from us. We're putting the bow on the now unwrapped 104.5 The Zone Christmas special. I'm Jason Martin. We certainly hope you enjoyed it. I'm the host of The Big Six, the editor-in-chief of The Big Six blog here on the station. we got plenty of sports to talk about in the coming days, obviously. It never stops. We're going to be back doing what we do best the day after Christmas. I want to go ahead and stop right now and thank all the guys and gals who contributed to this show and to this effort and to this project, all the hosts from The Wake Up Zone from the Midday 180, from 3HL, my great friends and colleagues, JT and David Reed, the one and only Coach Dave McGinnis, and what I think is a highlight of the whole show, one of the legendary voices and guests on this station, our good friend, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. When I approached all these folks with various ideas, everybody was nothing but receptive. You cannot do things like script reads, cold ones especially, with people unwilling to have fun. I didn't run into anybody who didn't want to be a part of this, even though they all walked in blind to what was coming. There's no script to read concept without my friend and program director, Brad Willis, who helped me hatch this idea and then was instrumental in the edit process. It would have taken me days, but it took him minutes. Note to self, I need to learn how to do that. And finally, we want to thank the listening audience. As we approach the end of another huge year here on 104.5 The Zone, we saw some shifting this year. We saw some changes in the lineup this year. We saw new faces, new additions, but there is no 104.5 The Zone. There is no radio station without you guys. When we talk about Christmas, when we reminisce about the year in sports and in our own lives, don't think for a second that we don't recognize that the greatest gift we have all professionally received is your ears, your opinions, and your attention. There is a lot out there these days competing for those things, and we are so very appreciative of any time you granted us this year. We only hope that we used it wisely and we made it worthwhile and entertaining for you as well as informative. This show is going to be podcasted. We know you're likely just catching bits and pieces throughout the day. We hope that it's made you smile. We hope that it's given you a little bit more of a unique take on the old tired Christmas show. That was the point. It's a gift to you. We could not ever give you anything that would measure up to what you give us on a daily basis. So that's it for the Christmas special. We've had Dave McGinnis telling holiday prank stories from his NFL past. We've had John McClain's acting performance of a lifetime. Mark Howard and Paul Kaharski both singing. Dawn Davenport as Cousin Eddie. Brent reading one of her lines and not realizing it. Chad loving the Aloha Bowl for some reason. Jonathan Hutton loving Home Alone, as do I. Paul claiming to love Rudolph, clearly lying. Kevin clearly wanting to sing. Maybe next year, pal. Blaine's Grinch is the role he was born to play. Brent mocking his colleagues, JT and Reed in black and white with Tommy Guns, everybody. Merry Christmas to them, and Merry Christmas from us to all of you. May this time bring you joy. May your families be together. May you see the true purpose of this wonderful holiday as you share it with those you love and those who love you. It was a year of triumph and strife everywhere, including in this building. We went through our share of tough times with some challenges and some trials we'd never expected, personally and professionally. Through it all, no matter what was going on with us, we let you know what was happening in our lives, within our families, as well as what was going down here in the studios. And to your immense credit, you responded. Whether it was with kind words, with thoughts, with ideas, with deeds, with donations, you guys are the absolute best. Toy Field, a rousing success. Battle of the Blood Drive, rousing success. Sports Fest, an absolute blast early in the year. Everything that we threw at you as an audience, you knocked out of the park with a grand slam. So we're with our families and loved ones today, but we're going to be back at it live December the 26th doing what we do, talking sports on behalf of Kevin, of Mark, of Blaine, of Chad, of Hutton, of PK, of Brent, of Don, of Mickey, of JT, of David Reed, of Morgan, of Rhett, of Coach Mack, of the two Ryans, of Jimmy, of Brad, of Mike, of Ned, of Christopher, of Barney, of Virgil, of Coach Matthews, of Tate, of Jim, of Mark, of Hags, and everybody else, I'm Jason Martin. And since I embarrassed everybody with these cold reads that they did such a fine job with, I figured look I tried to get creative and that can be sort of a problem so on the way out I have a little bit of a poem for you it could be the worst mistake of my life but I'm still gonna try it Merry Christmas to all of you Twas the night before Christmas and all through the zone not a creature was hosting not one caller on the phone the stockings were hung by the mic stands with care in hopes that PK would pronounce the letter H, but that would be rare. Mark, Blaine, and Kevin nestled snug in their beds with visions of 4 a.m. wake-up calls dancing in their heads. With Babs's dog in a kerchief and Brent in his cap, all the 180 cared about was how often they banged hats. Away to the Duncan window, Mickey flew like a flash. He used that trusted Perks app and saved him some cash. Thanks to you listeners, the Zone hit new heights. Happy Christmas
9: to all, and to all, a good night.